0: Calling all
1: queens.
0: It's time we live out our dreams. It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30. Getting financially free and we healing the hurting. It's the year to 30, girl,
1: the year to 30. Loving me and all my queens because we know we are worthy. It's the year to 30, girl, the year to 30. Getting financially free and we healing the hurting. It's
0: the year to 30, girl, the year to 30 Loving me and my queens because we know we are worth it. Love
2: yourself There
1: ain't no one else
2: Welcome back to the Thirty Girl Podcast. It is your co-host Tia Noel. Hey guys, it's your girl Keisha Joe, and we have a special guest today on the Thirty Girl Podcast. This is Jess Jones. She is the owner of Jess Jones Events. Welcome, Jess. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yes. So it's gonna. It's February. So we're doing this whole. I kind of feel like between November. And what is it? February 14th is engagement season. So, Mm -hmm. so if you haven't been proposed to, and if it doesn't (laughs) happen by (laughs) Valentine's Day, it's probably not going to happen. folks (laughs) folks <laughs> fingers <Sorry>. crossed
1: <laughs> yeah well you know what we have two uh very special dates coming up this year the 2 twenty two and the 2-22-22 so just after you tell the listeners you know background of your business talk about whether or not those have been very popular dates for you this year
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, again, thank you for having me. My name is Jessica Jones. Um, I am the owner and lead planner at Jessica Jones Events. Um, I am a U.S. and destination wedding um, coordinator, and I am also a Caribbean travel advisor. So um, I specialize in destination weddings in um, Jamaica, Mexico, the DR, um, St. Lucia, Antigua, Um, and then also here in the DMV area. Um, My company handles everything from full-on coordination to event execution. So that means that we do everything from um, floral design to lighting, draping, the entire nine to make that um, experience memorable for all of our our guests and couples um, and to piggyback on those special dates this year it's actually funny that you asked that because I actually do have um, a wedding on the books it's coming up next month um, with a really sweet couple um, for two twenty two twenty two. and um, this couple is actually mm. pretty funny in a way that they only gave me about I want to say nine to ten weeks to plan their wedding. Um, they oh, booked wow. me right in December <laughs> um, <laughs> for this wedding, so we have had an expedited planning process. But they're doing a really cool micro wedding um, with just their family and immediate friends. And I'm so happy to kind of bring in, you know, like a special date like that um, with a with a nice couple that's doing something like super intimate and super memorable for them.
2: Mm, yay! I just, I love that so I personally know your work you were my wedding planner when me and Ray got engaged and we were planning our wedding that didn't happen <laughs> so I, when I remember first meeting you when I was going through the phase of like planning and interviewing planners like I had met with like four or five before I had got to you and as soon as I met you and sat down with you I was like oh yeah this is my person Oh, <laughs> like you completely got like my vision you got you got my craziness and just the vibe was like there Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's super important like when you when you're planning your wedding like I thought that I was going to be able to do it myself but like sitting down and then getting all the pieces together. I was like, Oh no, this is not going to (laughs) happen. I need to find somebody to do this for me. Just point me in the right direction or I tell you what I want and you point me in the right direction. So like, tell the listeners why it's important to have a, either a full blown wedding planner or a day of planner, because someone going into it, just getting engaged, like doesn't know the importance of having that planner.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think that wedding planners really help you bring everything together. Um, And to be quite frank, we save our couples a lot of time and a lot of money. Um, The thing about planning a wedding is anybody can be a planner. Anyone can put on an event, choose a date, select a venue, things like that. But when it comes to actually handling the logistics and bringing vendors together and saving you time and research um, and, you know, actually executing everything on your big day, That's where the planners come involved. Um, My planning style is very collaborative, T, as you know. Um, I only work with couples that I truly know that I'm going to get along with. Um, And I think that that's fair to go both ways because, you know, like we're going to be best friends throughout the planning process. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, right? Like it needs to have... um, a wedding planner who's in your corner, who understands the journey that you've been on, the journey that you want to go um, on to, and then just to kind of help you bring all of those visions to life. Um, and another important thing about a wedding planner is when you really think about it, you literally only get one day to execute the life. Um, I'm sorry, the day of your dreams, like you've waited your entire life for that moment. So um, if you're going to, you know, invest 20, 30, hundreds of thousands of dollars into a big event, why not hire somebody to help you make sure that that investment is definitely like well lived? Yeah,
2: absolutely. And, and not only that, like being in a, a retired, I say retired makeup artist. Um, like I've been at weddings where the planning and everything was like someone else was planning it that wasn't really like professional, but they had like a family friend or somebody like planning it, and I you could just tell that everything was like not going as smoothly as it should. And sometimes, like, you're the makeup artist and you're like standing there for like 20 <laughs> minutes waiting for them to like get it together, and you're just thinking in the back of your head, like, this person should have had a wedding planner or a mm-hmm. day of planning because this is mm-hmm. a hot mess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and I think we've all watched those um uh, wedding shows where they have planners what's the one when the bride is like bridezilla uh, um yeah bridezilla, and a lot yep. of times with bridezilla they're in there making their flower arrangements mm-hmm. like it's hardly any planner on those shows so yeah,
0: yeah it is and and to be honest with you I think that's why they turn into bridezilla's mm-hmm. <laughs> um because they're so it's wedding days and I'll take it from someone I had a destination wedding myself so as someone who's actually lived out the life of a bride on wedding days wedding weekends it is so overwhelming I mean just with emotions in general so you take that into consideration and then you bring however many of your closest family and friends into the same spot and it's just like that amount of stress no one should have to go through on their own um, I really think that the easiest way to avoid a Bridezilla moment is pre-planning and to always have every resource that you need, including a wedding planner. Yeah, 100 yeah, so How did you get started on um, wedding planning? So- Yeah, so I got started. Um, It's a very crazy story, actually. I had no intentions in joining the wedding industry when I did. (laughs) Um, I was working a part-time job as a florist, and I actually got into the industry um, through floral design. I was working on a project with a friend. She was a photographer and, um, you know, she had seen my floral work and was just kind of like, do you want to do a bridal shoot with me? I had no idea what a styled shoot was, had never heard of anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what happened was I ended up doing all of her florals um, and bouquets for the styled shoot and not knowing how well known she was in the wedding industry. Um, I actually started booking clients just from her pictures being shown on social media. So oh, wow. I hopped in kind of blindly, um, and then I just kind of started networking, learning more and more about the industry. And then finally, um, as I did more weddings every year, I became more familiar with the planning process. And as a floral designer, you know, you're already kind of helping your brides plan, because like we said, a lot of people don't come into the process with a planner. Um, so when I was doing floral design, I had brides asking me questions all time like hey what do you think about this or what do you think about that and it became one of those things where I was just like always texting people giving them like really good advice and you know just trying to be there to help them along the way and then I realized you know what I actually really like the planning side of it too mm-hmm. Um, so I realized that it would be a good idea to kind of bring things full circle because I think it's good to give brides you know like a one-stop shop when it comes to the bigger portions of your day so that's how I um, you know just bought everything all together in one realm. Mm.
2: So you specialize in destination and local weddings. So go into that and how that piece is because I've been at local weddings and I've been to destination weddings and both are completely different. (laughs) And I've Mm -hmm. always been opposed to like destination wedding because I feel like it it takes away from the guest list it takes away from the experience but it also adds something to it too because it's not just one day i feel like destination weddings you get to party over like the course of four or five days as opposed to just that one day so go into that a little bit and how that process is and how brides kind of are involved in that planning process when it's uh, miles and miles thousands of miles away potentially and they don't see those things until the day of
0: Okay. Yes. So I will say I'm super biased, like as a formal or former destination bride. (laughs) Um, So, and it's funny because I actually, um, again, I started with just stateside um, weddings and it is different. It's different in the sense that you can stretch a budget, a million miles in a destination wedding. Um, Here, especially in the DMV area, it takes a lot of money to have the wedding of your dreams.
2: Oh my God. Don't Um, I know.
0: It does (laughs) a lot. I mean, and me personally, too, when my husband and I were planning our wedding here in Maryland, we had almost a 300 person guest list. And we were like, there's no way. I mean, there were hardly any venues that could accommodate us. And then when we saw the price tag, we were just like, you know, it would be really nice to have all of our family there and close friends and things like that. But we really made the decision to do destination because it just worked out better for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of the, that's a lot of the decision that I help my couples make. Um, so the planning process with stateside versus destination is very different. Um, if you come on as a stateside Couple, What I do is I literally work from or work with you from start to finish, helping you choose your venue, helping you allocate your budget, the whole nine. Um, We can either meet face to face or we meet virtually. I help you go look at venues, things like that. We can actually go look at linens, you know, it's a hands on process. Um, With destination, you know, a lot of times when you're having a destination wedding, you don't actually get assigned your resort planner until weeks to a month before your wedding. So what I do is I come in from the beginning um, as a certified travel agent. I have a list of resorts that I send you. So um, I do a client intake call to kind of see what's important to you, whether you want an adults only resort, whether you want um, family friendly. Do you want to travel during hurricane season? What dates are important to you? You know, kind of bringing your ideas together. Um, And then what we do is we select the resort. I create a room block for all of your guests so that they can come and celebrate with you as well. Um, We secure your wedding date at the same time. And then what we do is I provide all of my clients with a digital planning workbook. So depending on which resort you're getting married at, um, I've, you know, created these relationships now where I have every resort's resources. Um, So I'm able to give my brides pricing ahead of time. I'm able to connect them with the best vendors on the island. Um, I'm scheduling accommodations for all of their friends and closest family members. I'm also planning the weekend activities because with a destination wedding, you get a welcome party. When you come in, you get a day of excor- um, like excursions where you can take people out on a boat or, you know, fun things like that. And then you actually get the wedding day. Um, so we can do all types of things like beach parties and all that fun stuff. But one of the best things that I like about destination weddings is based on your guest count, they give you a lot of free comps. Um, so most of my brides and couples, if they have, let's say, at least 50 to 75 guests, most of them are Able to get like a dinner reception and all of their catering for free, as well as free rooms and things like that. So what I help them do is pretty much strategically bring that weekend together, but also doing it within their wedding budget. Um, and a typical budget of a destination wedding for up to a hundred people is anywhere from like fifteen to twenty five thousand. But in that budget, you get four days worth of events versus just you know spending tens of thousands of a wedding here and only getting four to five hours of an event time.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't even realize that destination weddings were even that expensive, 10 to 15,000. Mm-hmm.
0: They can be. Yeah. So the thing about destination is they can be as low cost or expensive as you like. Um if I'm being perfectly honest, a lot of my clients they like the thrills. Um and you know, mm-hmm. like the walking on the or the, I'm sorry, not the walking, <laughs> the dancing on the clouds and the sparklers and mm-hmm. you know um we're talking boat cruises and things like that so in that um, 15,000 starting point a lot of them are getting all of that fun stuff like high-end decor the whole nine um in that realm and some of that also includes the cost of their stay Mm.
1: okay
0: yeah that makes sense actually yeah it kind of helps when you um when you actually visualize where the 15,000 is going (laughs)
2: Yeah, most definitely. I know the destination weddings that we've been to like they were really really nice. The 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 one thing that I enjoyed again about the destination wedding was it was like over the course of the couple of days um, so it, it wasn't just like you, you celebrate and then you leave. And then it's like, Oh, that was nice. It was like, after <laughs> the wedding was over, we were still partying the next day, mm-hmm. right up until the time we got on the plane. So I do like that aspect of it. And I think when we were planning, um, our wedding, I think I was like completely opposed to the idea because I feel like it definitely limited the people that could come. But then mm-hmm. it's like, when you really think about it, the people who, are are, they're going to make a way to get there even if they say they don't fly even if they say they they don't do any of that like the the important people are going to show up um so I think when we when we do redo our wedding I I, we definitely want to do destination this time Um, really yeah just because I mean it just again it gives us that more than that one day so you feel like you're getting more bang for your buck but it's over the course of those four or five four, four or five days that you're there um, Exactly and not just that one and done and then you you're off to your honeymoon so we I think we definitely we we're not calling it a wedding we're gonna call it a vow renewal because we've been married for almost four years but yeah.
1: <laughs> and so. I think for renewals uh the destination weddings will probably be great because Especially in your case, that could be bridal shower, that could be mm-hmm. bachelorette party. Yep. Yeah. So many things all at once and for both you and the grooms yeah Yeah,
2: so I think that's the the way that we're gonna go for our vow renewal I said I wanted to do it um at our five year anniversary I feel like Savannah will be big enough everybody will be big enough to enjoy it um Mm -hmm. so I said five years it's coming up fast but (laughs) it is (laughs) now that I look at it it it's coming up fast so um so have you ever had like and I know you said you don't you don't accept clients unless you in the mesh. like, have you ever had like a bridezilla, somebody you was just like, you know what, I'm finna
1: fire you. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had to drop a client?
0: Um, no, actually, um, I have not. And you know, there's clients where I won't say that they're harder to work with, but there's clients where you just need to kind of learn their style. Um, so you know, I've had had clients come to me and be like, hey. Um, we may have wanted to look at planning at going this route or, you know, like, can we look at it going this way? Or I've also had clients kind of like deviate where they've gone from planning like large weddings to now planning a micro wedding because, you know, when, let's be real, when you're planning weddings, everyone's opinion is in Mm -hmm. your head and things like that. Yes. Um, so I don't deal too much with like bridezillas, but sometimes I do, if I do deal with them, most of the energy wouldn't be directed to me it's more so just putting out fires that <laughs> i hate to say it but that the outside is causing for them yeah, <laughs>
2: most definitely so how
0: has covid affected like the wedding
2: industry and then the weddings that you had like in the in the beginning of the pandemic through the pandemic and how is that going now are venues still being canceled are there still limits on how many guests and things so how has covid affected your business thus far
0: um, so I will say if you had asked me this question um, last year, or even like toward the end of 2022, I would have told you that um, at one point I had actually thought about getting out of the United States wedding market mm. um, because COVID was so hard on wedding vendors. And, you know, we see the after effects, um, the immediate effects where we, there were just simply no events being held. Um, My brides had to cancel. Some of them had to push out two and three times. Um, That was not fun. I, you know, I have couples that I plan with from all over the country. Some of their families may be in different countries. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had one couple that they were Canadian and they were getting married um, in Philly and we had to keep pushing their wedding back because the Canadian borders weren't open. And that meant that the groom's family would not be able to attend, which is just not, you know, like that is not not ideal. ideal, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) So that was not fun. But then like the lasting effects of it, especially on the decor um, side of things, it's kind of like, you know, you just always have to be ready to pivot. Um, I used to be able to give a floral quote and be able to guarantee colors of flowers and, you know, actual types of blooms. And now the market, um, the cost of florals has almost tripled. Wow. Um, I can't even get, you know, some supplies in like vases or things like that. At one point I couldn't even get white roses in um, over this summer. So it has definitely added a level of stress when it comes to logistics Um, But also, you know, you just have to be a little bit more flexible because you could think that you're having a wedding and then two weeks from now that wedding is approaching and the bride and groom may test positive for COVID or, you know, there's just always a need for a plan A through Z. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah, I never thought about a bride and groom testing positive. I know that was one of my fears, too, while while I was pregnant. It was like, oh, if you test positive, Ray can't be in a room when you give birth. I yep. was like, I will give birth at home first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I never really thought about how that could affect an entire wedding, the bride and the groom testing positive. That's, that is insane to me. Well, it luckily, is. you have been able to continue through the pandemic and be successful um that that's awesome a lot of people's businesses suffered and they haven't been able to recoup or recover from it um especially in the wedding industry because for a while nobody could get married. you couldn't have over 10 people in one place for a long time so i'm definitely glad um that it has you've made it through. So what's some advice that you would give, um, a bride just getting engaged, um, looking for a wedding planner, what should that person be looking for in a wedding planner or a day planner? What should they be looking for?
0: Um, so the number one, number one advice that I want to give every bride, um, that's recently engaged is first and foremost, enjoy your engagement. Um, give yourself one to two months. You know, if you're not planning to get married like super soon, give yourself enough time to kind of let the overwhelming feeling settle down um, so that you can have a good idea of what you'd like. Um, When you're looking for a wedding planner, make sure that they have experience. Um, Make sure that you do face-to-face conversations with them, whether it be in person or virtually. The biggest thing that's going to come down to is the exchange of energies. Um, If we're being perfectly honest, you will speak to your wedding planner sometimes every day. Um, And you really want to make sure that you have someone that you're comfortable with, not only on a professional level, but somewhat of a personal level, too, so that, you know, they can be trusted when problems may arise or things like that. Um, You also want to make sure that they have a network of vendors that can also be trusted. Um, That saves a lot of time because... You'll be able to kind of just tap into their network. You know what vendors work well with other vendors and that'll help you create the entire aspect um, of your day. So those are my top two levels of advice. I think everything else kind of like flows from there. Um, Once you start the conversation with your wedding vendors, you'll see who you feel better with and, you know, who you're going to mesh with more.
2: Absolutely. I can attest to that everyday thing because I, I felt bad texting you every single day, sometimes <laughs> like six and seven times a day. Anytime an idea would come up, I'm like texting you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I know I just texted you a little while ago, but I just had another idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I can definitely attest to that everyday thing in having somebody that you're comfortable with. Cause th- they would literally become your best friend. And I think in the midst too, of like us planning our wedding, I was like in between jobs too. So that kind of made everything like kind of like worse. And then we had eloped slash went to the courthouse and got married in the middle of that. And I'm like, Oh, Jessica, I got something mm-hmm. to tell you. We ran off and got married. I think you were the first <laughs> to kind of the first person I told after, um, after we went and did that, so like you definitely have to be comfortable with your wedding planner and have that like I said cha- exchange of energies because they they definitely become your new BFF for that for that time period. For real, so, yeah, for real. Absolutely. I was so happy that
0: you told me that in person. <laughs> I was like this girl. Like if she had texted me that,
2: <laughs> yes, we definitely like we sat. I remember at Starbucks, we were sitting yes. in Starbucks when I told you, and you was like, girl. <laughs> We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just went and got married.
0: <laughs> right, it was like a by the way. Yeah, it yeah. Like,
2: yeah, It, it was crazy. So it, that is so crazy.
0: But yeah, like. So it's, go ahead, yeah, it. Tisha. Seems
1: like such a busy schedule. Like, and like you said, you're married yourself. Um, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if you have a family or anything. But how do you balance it all with? Like Tia said, with people texting you, calling your phone every day, all hours, I'm sure. How is that work-life ba- balance with something that you love to do? Because I'm sure
0: it probably doesn't even feel like work or a job, you know? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's funny that you asked me that um, because it's, that's one of the questions that I struggle with like every single day. <laughs> um, the, the truth of the matter is I like to think that I have work-life balance. Sometimes I don't have any balance at all. There's just busier seasons. So I know when to pack my workload, when not. Um, But more so importantly, you know, ever since COVID, I started looking at my business as an extension of myself. Um, And I think that COVID really helped me reclaim the value of time. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, COVID allowed me um, to, you know, create set business hours. And I got a back, I got a lot of backlash about that at first, especially on the travel end, because, you know, people are like, oh, well, if you want to do business, you should be open when I need to contact you. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact of the matter is, I do want to be around when people can contact me, but I also want to be my best when they contact me. Um, And the best way for me to give my clients my all is to have set business hours. Um, where they know 100% during these hours, they can reach me and they, they won't be disturbed. Um, so I have set business hours Monday through Fridays. Um, I save personal time and event times for Saturday through Sunday. Um, and then two days out of the week, I don't take planning calls. I only allow myself time to, you know, do the back end, like my marketing, my invoicing, um, my mm-hmm. planning for the next week and things like that. So three days out of the week, I do meetings, two days, um, I focus on work. And then I spend the weekends just giving my family that time because Monday through Friday, I could work anywhere from 7am until maybe two or three in the morning. Sometimes that's another struggle because like as a creative, you can't tell your brain when to turn on. So there can be times where I'm in bed at like 11 o'clock and my brain was like, Oh, Hey Jess, by the way, let's work. (laughs) Um, And and by 5am I have like my entire marketing plan for like the first quarter of the year. So, you know, you just can't, you can't limit it 100% of the time, but if you do set boundaries, I think that that really helps with work-life balance. Yeah
2: yeah I definitely agree. I was gonna say Keisha you can you could probably attest to that with yes yeah. that business that setting business hours and all that yeah. stuff like that it's a smart plan yeah. it's really and my important. clients
1: it is my clients now it's so crazy because when I first quit my job I think it was just like girl you need to work around the clock yes. I don't care if you got somebody signed up at nine o'clock you need to get them on tonight and t- their letters <laughs> out tomorrow I wanted I was rushing everything and now it's like okay you could call or text me in between 9 and 5, 9 to 6 on Sundays. After that, text me. And if I'm free and we need to jump on the phone, we'll jump on the phone. If not, tomorrow is when we'll talk.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's good for us, too, because it keeps us mentally um, on top of our game, too. Mm-hmm. Because if we're run down and just completely overworked, it's the same as if we were working a 9 and a- nine to five for a big company you know yep. like we're no good to anybody in that state um so i'm i'm definitely a huge fan of set business hours i'm also a huge fan of my google calendar as well <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: yeah i think every most business I swear by a calendar and and a planner literally i need both me too and i need to it's like i need to write it down i need to see it in my planner i do that that's like a part of my morning routine sunday routine and then I also need reminders all day. So I needed to to mirror. I need double reminders. So everything is like
2: duplicate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's real. That is real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think sometimes as business
2: owners too, you think that if you don't respond instantly that you're going to lose mm-hmm. business.
0: That part. So it's like
2: a catch 22, because it's like you want to have business hours and you want people to respect them. But in the back of your mind, you're like, if I don't answer this person, they're going to think I'm ignoring them and they're going to move on to the next person. So how do you both get past that? that fear of losing a client if you don't respond at 8 p.m on a on a friday night and you stand in the middle auto, of
1: the club <laughs> auto respond auto responders. Uh, okay. automation yep. is key oh my goodness so um with your auburn business if people want to sign up tonight put on an autoresponder do those keywords if you can you can even quickly text or email back something like, Hey, we're out of the office. We'll be back in touch with you tomorrow <laughs> yeah. during normal business hours. So respond to them if you feel like you need to. They won't really know if it's automatic or not. I know I use a lot of autoresponders. A lot of times, if you message me, you'll probably get some bounce back right Same. away.
0: Same. Yeah. Okay. Um, Another thing that I found is helpful too is to remember because. So just something about me personally, I have um, like, I I struggle with anxiety. So I'm the type of person where like anything that crosses my mind is like super immediate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so what I learned is that the rest of the world literally does not live like that. So if I'm getting a message at 11 o'clock, it's simply just because 99% of the time that person is sending me a message when it's on their mind. It doesn't necessarily mean that they want a response right away. Um, so what I've also had to do is after a certain time, I, I do the same thing that Keisha does. I have autoresponders, but to help me from stop, like to keep looking at my phone or my laptop or things like that, I simply do not keep notifications on after a certain time, Mm -hmm. um, on weekends and things like that. I keep my phone on do not disturb because Darnell will tell you this. I will literally be in the middle of a dinner table. And if I see an email come through, I'm going to stop everything I'm doing and respond to that email. Yeah, that's yep. nice to be like that. Absolutely. It, it is. It's so hard. So you have to set those boundaries. That's what I'm saying. It all goes back to those boundaries for yourself too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I do thing.
2: that. I do that with my work stuff. Or, um, I have a separate work phone and my personal phone. And of course I had to take all of my work stuff off my personal phone because I'd be responding to work emails <laughs> during the, during the, on a the weekend mm-hmm. so and when I leave on the weekends I don't take my work phone with me and if I see an email I'll look at it at night to make sure nothing is on fire but during the day I'm not worried about my work phone because if it was important my boss has my personal email she'll call me and tell me if something's on fire but um so that helps too that definitely helps me with my workload is separating that so if it's not coming on my personal phone I don't know what's happening so
0: exactly yeah, yeah
2: that's good yeah
1: it's just crazy just being in business and trying to do a a woman of a woman of many talents.
2: <laughs> yes my goodness yes.
1: <laughs> trying to manage it all and another thing that you mentioned earlier just was how you took something that you were already really good at and kind of like pivoted or blended it all together I think that's exactly what business is people kind of overhyped the word entrepreneurship lately but if you're good at selling or if you're good at giving advice or you know finance is just helping people out that's literally what you should be doing as a business and I think people try to find their thing and that's where it kind of you know throws you off track so the fact that you were already doing it already you know with the flower arrangements and giving people ideas and literally helping people plan their wedding you just made it a business and started to figure out how you could market it profit off of it
0: yes and i'm honestly i'm thankful for it every single day there's some times where i'll book like a dream client and tia was one of these clients for me and 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 seriously not (laughs) even to sound like super cliche but you know I would sit back and I would be like, you know what? Like I'm literally living the life that I prayed for because Mm -hmm. it really was a blessing. I mean, like to be able to actually do something that I enjoyed and that I loved, um, and then to make something bigger of it. And then now you get to have like all these clients who have like similar personalities to you. It's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'm literally living out wedding magazines every day of my life. So I, I am extremely thankful. Um, and sometimes I'm even like shocked that this is what I get to do every day because it really truly doesn't feel like work.
1: Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. And with the um destination part, I'm sure that's fun for you just to travel all the time. Like it's it's a it's kind of it sounds fun. Just yeah, to I even it. even plan it. I mean, we're all online looking up hotels and locations and stuff <laughs> anyway. So yeah, it just sounds like a really good time.
0: I do. Um, I, I have to be 100% transparent. Um, again, biased to destination weddings, but I absolutely love everything <laughs> about destination weddings. Um, you know, it's funny because, like, even outside of just the travel, especially for people of color sometimes this is the first time that their families have traveled let alone Mm -hmm. left the country absolutely Um, so it's rewarding in a way it's like okay now we've opened your eyes to traveling where else can I take you where else can we go you know Mm -hmm. like where can we send your family what type of things can you experience now um and so that's pretty much the better part of it too all the traveling in the world I don't think would ever replace that feeling
1: yeah yeah
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm just gonna. Oh, go ahead, Keith.
1: Now I was just ready to say, like, I think once you get a taste of life outside of America, it's like, okay, sign me up for my next
2: trip. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Get
1: me out of here. Yes. Yes.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and drop a bug. When we do our vow renewal, we want to do it in Tahiti. So go on and start researching that. So when I slide in your DMs, you'll be like, "Yep, I already got it. Here you go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go." yeah i've been <laughs> waiting
0: on i've been waiting on you since like what three, oh my years god ago
1: we're gonna do you tahiti. know i'm you know definitely what, gonna do tahiti. I'm, in the, I'm in the chat texting tia like you owe her a wedding <laughs> <laughs> i do i really do and we're gonna
2: we want to do tahiti so bad tahiti though is expensive like it is and, there, and, and there's no all-inclusivity
0: no <laughs> there, no there no. isn't but the the thing is, if you give yourself and, like, your guests two years or so to plan, like, for something like Tahiti, I would say, like, at least, like, a year and a half, mm-hmm. Um, I can, you know, I set up payment plans, I make it, like, super easy, I won't make it feel, like, overwhelming right? Um, for you and your family, so it's definitely something that's doable.
2: Right, yeah, that's something that we need to, like, get on now, because yeah, if we, yeah. because that Tahiti is, it's beautiful over there, though. So hopefully y'all ready for a sixteen hour flight. That thing oh, is goodness. long. <laughs> Look, I'm I not ready on be it. worth it. We got.
0: Yeah. We could do a group flight and make it fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm down. I feel like it's going to be worth it. So
0: yeah, Just as so, long
1: as we're there for at least five days. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the plan. That's the plan. So get your get your coins together, fam, fam. We going to Tahiti. <laughs>
1: give me the word yes. and, and just let me know the deposit <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna I get off look. after this i'm gonna call ray like
2: all right let's set a date we got to get this thing rolling yes. just said two years <laughs> <laughs> she said two years
0: <laughs> right that means yeah. now exactly
1: yeah. so oh do you goodness. only do wedding planning or do you do events as well like birthdays or baby showers you know the whole celebra- any celebration
0: oh yeah so i do um i don't market them Um, Any type of event, because, you know, I think that it's nice to have a specialized market. Mm -hmm. I do what I'm good at, but I do do like birthday parties, um, anniversaries, things like that. Just, you know, if it's like a word of mouth referral, I definitely um, am open to all types of events.
2: Good. Yeah. Well, Jess, thank you so much for being a guest today in our relationship series. This is like the ultimate goal for a lot of women is to be engaged, get married. So hopefully we helped our listeners um, with some tips and tools for planning weddings engagements what have you so thank you so much for being a guest so let us our listeners know your social media handles your instagrams facebook
0: things like that oh perfect well first of all thank you as well um if anyone wants to reach me it is very easy i can be reached um on instagram and facebook at jessica jones events
2: perfect super easy we love it
0: yeah (laughs) And if you're listening to the 30 Girl
2: Podcast and you want to be a guest, reach out, drop us a line um, in our DMs, uh, head to the website and click on podcast and fill out the form. um, And we would love to have you as a guest on the 30 Girl Podcast. Uh, So with that, thank you all for listening and we will catch you next episode. Yeah.
1: Later. Bye. Bye.